Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Real Time with Prince Blue, and today, I don't know, you can tell her to turn it down. Princess, turn it down, please. Yo, we on live, yo. Sorry. You're messing up my flow. Sorry. This is Real Time with Prince Blue, and today we have a great episode today. And I know you guys are watching the game, but I figured I'd get y'all a break from it because it's really not all that exciting. These two geriatric, grumpy old men, uh, playing each other, whatever. Um, but this is a very special episode because, as you know, we have um, uh, me and the missus here have, um, we've uh, not reported, <laughs> we've um, let everybody know that our son is autistic and he has superpowers and we have been doing like hashtag Princeton Chronicle. So some of the things that he do is like so, so funny. And it's been a journey and it's going to continue to be a journey. So one of the things that my wife came up with to help us cope and get advice and go through it with everybody else in the community, in the autism community is to you know, every now and then just give updates on what's going on with Princeton, what's going on with us and how we're um, going about that. Uh, first of all, let me introduce this lovely, 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 lovely super lady next to me. This is my queen, my wife, uh, Taika Blue, um, Princeton's mom. Um, and pretty much we just want to talk about we just want to talk about the journey and how it's been so far and some of the things we've encountered and some of the things we think that others might encounter. And if they have any questions for us, then they can ask and um, talk about it. So that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. It's still going to be a fun show. Um, unfortunately, the star of the show <laughs> is sleep. Uh, that's something Typical else we're going to. That's something else we're going to get into. He's sleep. He's actually sleep right now. <laughs> what up, Dave? So he's not gonna. Um, he may wake up um, in time before <laughs> we finish. So we're not gonna. Um, I know Terry. He's sleep and he's wearing a onesie. <laughs> he has a onesie on with one toe out. The boy can't. He can't stay in this onesie. So. Um, Let's just get started. Um, so we're going to talk about, well, first of all, we want to talk about some of the warning signs that we encountered um, with Princeton, where we just knew that, I'm not going to say something wasn't right, but something was um, special about our baby. So um, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So um, just to kind of get started, like, I guess started from the beginning. Princeton was born, um, I guess, quote unquote, normal. No, nothing there that kind of gave us a warning sign that something um, was wrong. Um, he was past his due date by three days. Um, he was born in the water. We, I had a water birth with Princeton, um, and he was almost nine pounds. A very, very long, typically developing kid. Um, 
judge your mama, but he's not vaccinated either. So that's not a factor um, with autism because I've heard that um, people say that, you know, kids who have been vaccinated has has a greater chance of um, having autism and that's not the case with him. Um, so, you know, when he was born, everything was as normal, you know, no major things, you know, only goes to the doctor for well visits, all those type of things. Um, Prince is also by default a vegetarian. Um, he's not a vegan. He does at times. He does um, eat dairy products. So um, everything was as normal. He, when I would say that we started to notice a big difference um, probably about the age of one and a half, you know, he walked at 14 months, right? Um, he said mama, dad, dad's normal baby would. Um, but we started to notice like as far as food goes, that was the first thing that he would get obsessed with only one type of food or maybe two types of food. So like, you know, when he was a baby, we fed him baby food. We gave, he was breastfed until he was almost two. Um, he ate, you know, like he tasted pizza. Sometimes he tasted vegetables. He used to love Cheerios, but then he got into this phase where he would only eat French fries um, or potato products. And he loved them, loved them, loved them. He wouldn't eat anything else but potato products. Um, and then one day he got like a stomach bug or something and he threw up and he was done with that. He wouldn't eat anything else. And then it would move on to the next one thing that he would eat which it was like a, um, a cliff oatmeal bar and he would only eat that one thing. And then it went to just yogurt where he would just eat that one thing um, or, you know, cheeses. And then he goes into this rotation of just eating that one thing along with chocolate, almond milk only. And then other warning signs we, we noticed was he only liked this particular purple cup. It had to be purple and it had to have like these grooves in it that he bit into it with his teeth. Um, and I remember one time we were out of town and either we forgot the cup, lost the cup, something happened with the cup. And we were frantically looking around for that purple cup and it had to be that cup. And he would not drink out of this new cup because it didn't have those grooves in it. So I would say those were some of the first warning signs that we had. Um, and of course the doctors were like, oh, you know, some kids are just particular, just limit his screen time and everything will be okay. Um, and, you know, he would only say mama, dad, dad, still at that point. And then suddenly that stopped. His his language just stopped. He no longer would say mama or dad, dad. And then as time went along as a mom, I'm a mom, I would say, oh, I think I heard him say go gurt, right? He ain't say shit. He ain't <laughs> say shit. I heard him say go gurt. I would shit. say princess. Go-Gurt. She be in there lying to the doctor. The doctor be like, how many words he can say? I'll be like, nothing. And she be like, I think he said this. I'll be what like, he said go-Gurt. He said shit. I thought he was saying go-Gurt. He would go to the refrigerator. He would make this go-go-go-go sound. And okay. to me, it sounded like he ain't said shit. yogurt or go-Gurt. But anyway, so he wouldn't talk. And he, you know, he's still not verbal. Um, and so that's another key warning sign was that he's awful, right, Ball? I'm in line to the doctor. He said, Go, girl. He said, He ain't said. He ain't said a damn thing. He really gets on my. Yo, I can't be serious with him. He's so awful. Okay, so that. Okay, so then the other thing that 
we noticed. You can jump into some now when we're talking. Okay. Well, then also I noticed that he was particular about uh, certain things. Like um, he has this thing to where, like when he was young, when he would eat, he would be like, mm. but you know, normally kids, if something good, you say num, num, num. Shit, I'm an adult. Something's good. I dance and make a noise. <laughs> so he would do that. But then it started to where, like, if he's if he's doing something and it's very repetitive, he'll he'll make this long monotone monotone sound. It'll be like, eh, and that. I was like, what is that? I would Google it. I Google everything. I'm like, hey, kid makes a long noise when he's concentrating, and then the first thing that popped up was autism and um uh. What's the other one? Autism. Sensory disorder. So they will say that, you know, it's when the kid is concentrating or he's trying to um, get the sensory of what he's doing. And certain things um, he would like to do, um, like he will have to have certain um, certain colors, certain foods. I would have to do certain things from like he would like for me to put my hands in his face and squeeze his face really tight. Like he has to have certain things. And then I just noticed that he just wouldn't talk. And I had I had a cousin who was autistic. And I just kind of always knew in the back of my mind that that's probably the case. But it was more, everybody kept saying, two's the magic number. Wait, 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 wait. And that's what we did. And finally we took him. The pandemic. What happened? The pandemic happened. What is there other other warning signs that we've seen though? Um, that's the only one. I that's the only ones I noticed. So, like, before we get to how we went and got the diagnosis, I would say, like, I know we keep harping on food, guys, but the food is a huge. Oh food. yes, it's yes, huge like Doritos, like. He will only eat Doritos. Like y'all seen the video I tweeted out. He will climb the shelf for Doritos. And like people don't understand, like if he didn't get it, like he would have a fit. That's how we knew like something was wrong. Is it was past the normal phase of a kid wants something, he can't get it, and he's upset. Mm -hmm. He will absolutely like fall out, have a full-blown fit and that's how we knew something was wrong. And we was like, we need to get him tested. I was ready, but mom, you know, she was holding out hope. She was still trying to give him time. Is no expression a sign. That's enough. You know what, yes. Terry, you read my mind. That was another thing. Like he wouldn't play with other, like it can be total chaos around him and he would be in his own world. So the lack of eye contact is a, is a sign. So if he's in a social environment and you notice like he's talking, other people may be talking to him like, hey, Princeton, hey, and he's completely zoned in to focus on what he is doing, whether that is on a tablet or playing with his one toy that he may want to play with that day. He could care less about what's going on around him. He's also very, very sensitive to noise. So that was huge. So like, for example, we did like three times and every time we go to Disney World, we're like, Prissy, you love Mickey. And he watches Mickey Mouse all day long on repeat. And he rewinds and rewinds and rewinds. It goes back to the same part over and over and over again, even if it makes him upset. So when he doesn't like a certain noise, he immediately covers his ears. So if we're in a social situation, um, if we're in a social 
um, environment and it's really loud. He's gonna he's gonna cover his ears. He doesn't cry. He just doesn't want any parts of it. So like for example, when um, I just lost track of what I was gonna Go say. Um, so so like having lack of social interaction with other kids. So we're, you know, with the other, we have a huge family. So we with our family members and everybody, all the other kids are playing Princeton. You're going to find him over in the corner playing by himself. Um, and it's not that he's, well, people may look at it as being antisocial, but it's just that he doesn't interact My as well zero fucks. with others. And as Prince says, he gives zero fucks. But I think <laughs> That's that is that is another one of one of the signs, and the huge sign, the sign that has caused us the most um, heartache and um, scared us half to death. So much so we'll get to the oh, we'll yeah. get back to the story. We'll get to the story. Prince had to go to the hospital. Is how bad it scared us. So as you all know, if he he has no. Major, danger. You no know, sense of danger, right? There's an official diagnosis for it, but I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, um, so like, for example, you all may have seen the video where we were working out one day at our old house. We left the garage open, and for a split second, we went in the kitchen. Princeton knows no one was looking at him. He went right out the garage. And luckily, a garbage truck passed by. Because, you know, garbage trucks are really loud, and the noise was loud, and it immediately made him turn around and come back into the garage. Um, we were out there within the next couple of seconds. We grabbed him, but he doesn't have a sense of danger whatsoever. Um, and so, like, if if he he loves outside, I mean, loves loves outside, and so much so, once we moved into this house, kind of similar situation. Prince is walking in the house, bringing in some things. Princeton noticed the door was open, and he went right outside, ran across the street, right, and our um, our, our voices going in and out. Can y'all hear us? Okay. Can y'all hear us now? Yeah. No. Let us know if you can hear us. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay, Okay. thank you, Mustang. Okay, perfect. So um, Princeton ran across the street at our house to our um, neighbor. That's how we met our neighbors across the street. They brought a map. Um, So since then, of course, we had to get, we have chimes on all our doors, all our windows, right? we have, um, so if he was to open the door, we would hear the doors open. If he unlocks the door, we hear the door, the door is unlocked, all those type of things. We have a child lock on our sliding door and all those things, because if he has the opportunity to go out the door, he's, he's going to go. He, he doesn't have any sense of, of danger. But if we were to call his name, Princeton, stop, I think he would. But there's, there's mm-hmm. no guarantee. So I'll let you tell the story about when we were at the lake house, what happened. Oh, we oh, okay. We we went to the lake house in South Carolina, and you can go outside the slide-in porch, and there's a um, balcony, a, a um a patio, and then there's a door that you could lock, but it's only latched with you know one of those little metal hook things where you could just put the hook in, and then you could slide it out or do like that. So, um. We let him out on the patio because he loves to be on the patio, be on his um, iPad. And something said, like, look at the um, look at the patio. And I didn't see him. But we had locked it. We had locked it. We locked the patio. So I immediately ran to the patio and immediately I saw that the um, 
that the uh the latch to the um patio door was taken off and it was cracked open. Let me tell you something. My heart like sank because there's nothing but water at the bottom of the patio. You can walk out to. So guess who's down near the water? He wasn't super close to the water, but he could have walked to the water. He was sitting on the rocks on his iPad watching Mickey Mouse about, I would say, 10 feet from the water. Um, I just scooped them up, guys. I just hugged them, hugged them, kissed them, kissed them, ran into the house. And I ain't even tell his mom yet because I just knew like she was going to flip. And pretty much like I told her like maybe like an hour later, I like kind of like said it. I was like, yeah, you know, we, we can't do the patio thing no more. And then she was like, why? And then I was like, you know why? And then she just, she grabbed him and ran to the back of the room and was hugging him and stuff like that. But, you know, me and I think Shantae's in here uh, mentioned something about, you know, superpowers with autistic children. And one of his is he's just, he he's fearless. Now, some of that may be, you know, dangerous, but all in all, he's fearless. Like, he doesn't feel... Like he can bump, fall. Like I watched him flip over the chair. Like he likes to jump and he literally flipped over the chair, fell over, popped up and started smiling and did it again. Like he's just, he's tough as nails, but sometimes, you know, we have to save him for himself. And sometimes I even get caught up in, you know, he's a boy, he's a boy, you know, he's a black man, you know, he got to be tough. But then I also got to remember, that's my baby. I got to, you know, I got to protect him, you know, because everybody's not going to understand his superpowers and his limits. So, you know, that was just one of the scariest moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like the garbage truck thing or when he went outside to the neighbor's thing didn't scare me. But the water thing scared me, number one, because, you know, black people can't swim. But I would have I would have been David Hasselhoff for my for my son. But, you know, that one scared me the most because that would have been one of the times where, you know, I can move a boat, I can move a mountain, but I can't swim for shit. But I would have tried. We both would have been, you know, so that part scared me. So that's one of the things about having an autistic child you have to be aware of is their nonsense of danger you have to sometimes save them from themselves and so much so like i mentioned he doesn't he may not admit it but that night um i think you were so worried your heart was it probably it scared him half to death and we went to the hospital oh yeah i forgot about that guys i was having i was having um pain in my chest like it was just hurting really 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 bad and i was just like something's not right Mm -hmm. And my family was like, yeah, take your ass to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and they said um, they said it probably was panic and the stress because I was just, you know, I'm used to holding everything inside. But, you know, the thought of possibly losing a bait, uh, losing one of your children like that just um, yes, for sure. We come to learn something. that just, you know, that scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and when we go out, if we go on trips and we go to a hotel room or something like that, guys, I will put like, 
multiple chairs, lock mechanisms. So the hotel fire group, but I put any thing up against the door because he will because he will try his best to get out of any locked doors. It doesn't matter where we are. He's Houdini. He will try. And I posted videos as we went along, like how like we would have like the child lock inside of our room. He so would he break get it. Out. He would break that open and, and go right out the room. So child locks are no master. And you literally have to keep your eyes on Princeton 24-7. Guys, Princeton is three years old. He wears a size one shoe and his hand is the size of catcher's mitts. <laughs> he can yeah. palm an iPhone 12 max. <laughs> With no problem. <laughs> so when we put these child locks on the doors, he be breaking. He be he'll look at you like like what the fuck is this supposed to do? <laughs> he'll chop that bitch off and go about his business. I'm telling y'all, like he's like we have to be um we have to be super vigilant with him. Um, mom's extra protected on me, and I am too in my own way, like. Like the um the ABA lady be here and um like I'll be trying to sneak him upstairs. Like she has to make me go upstairs. <laughs> She's like, leave him down here and you go upstairs. You have all the time now to play your video game and now you won't want to go. Because you know, it's just it's your baby. So you be wanting to be around, you know, you be wanting to make sure they're okay. Yeah. But um I also wanted to get into some of the um once we found out let's talk about the um the the diagnosis how you came to terms with okay maybe it's time to get him mm -hmm. um checked yeah so we took him for a well visit when he was two to a doctor and we see or something so we see another doctor and she was like oh you know he should be fine if he's talking i wouldn't start speech until he's three and I was like, that, that doesn't sound right in the, in the back of my mind. So I would always say, be your own advocate for your own child. And so, you know, what her recommendation was, was to limit screen time. I'm like, okay, lady, but that's not going to get him talking. Anymore. First of all, hold on, honey. Mm -hmm. Why white people, the always the first thing they be talking about is limit screen time. It's awful. Limit screen time. Uh, Don't give them the phone as much. Listen here, lady. Like, I, I hate that. Like. They, they always want to put everything on that. It's like he was three. It's like it's like when you were in the military and you could be like, huh, drill sergeant, I, I got AIDS. Drink water. Like, it, drink water does not cure everything. Take their phone away does not cure everything. But go ahead, honey. I'm sorry I went on that. Go ahead. So um, that was the first time we took him to the doctor. So then we took him to the doctor when he was Two well, two and a half was was when we, I think, is when I tried reaching out to get speech in OT myself. And then the pandemic. Um, happened. and so yeah, this is literally like March, right? Right before the pandemic happened. Princeton was so too, and so we got a speech lady. Um, and we had we had a speech um professional to come to our house. She evaluated Princeton, and you know she was planning on doing in home speech therapy. And literally, that's when the pandemic happened, and so we could no longer get speech and OT the same. And so we we were stuck. We didn't know what to do, and we're like, okay, well we can't get any services for him. And so then I took him to we had to, our doctor went out of business or cases. So pediatrician. So then we went to another doctor um, and, you know, expressed our concerns and they were like, okay, we'll do an evaluate. We'll send um, 
a referral for speech, occupational therapy, as well as feeding, um, like therapy, because as you all know, because all time off eats, it's just one thing. It's, it's crunchy. Protein. It has crunchy to be food. a crunchy food um, and, and chocolate almond milk. That's it. So, um, and also he doesn't sleep though at all. Like he's taking a nap now, but if we were not to give him melatonin, Princeton would be up until three or four o'clock in the morning, roaming around the it house. It used in to be my schedule, remember? Yeah, right. Um, so for whatever reason today, he took a nap late. So um, he he does typically get melatonin every night and that was recommended by a doctor. So anyway, when we got those referrals, we took him to... And all, they also um, gave us a referral for um, developmental pediatrics, right? So I would say that was around July, right around his, his three-year-old birthday. Um, and so then we we got in at speech and OT. So that's weekly, right? So he does it every Friday, um, one hour each. And so then we never got in with the feeding specialist. I don't know what happened with that. Maybe they can't do that due to COVID. Um, and so then we did, we finally, it's, it was like a three month waiting list to get him into developmental peds, um, which, which is, he, he sees a um, developmental doctor who is the one who um, diagnosed him with autism. So that was October of 2020, right after we moved in here. So we went in because of COVID, only one parent could go. So Prince is on FaceTime. The doctor was super nice. She spent a little bit over an hour with him, you know, doing some tests and things like that. Princeton was being his typical normal self, um, getting mad because I wouldn't give him a tablet or, you know, he wanted to draw. And when he does draw, as you all know, he wants to draw over everything. Um, and so she she gave us, she did diagnose him with autism spectrum disorder at that time. And I cried, y'all. Big I old cried, baby. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. Because I think some of my biggest fears is I don't want people to treat my son any differently because at some point he will have to go to school. Why? They're going to treat him different anyway. He likes skin. <laughs> Shit. But I just don't want people to mistreat my son. And I don't know. We have no idea when he will. Dustin cures everything. We have no idea when he will um, talk or if he will talk because that's a possibility. Um, and so if he's not able to communicate with us, then how would we know if someone mistreated him? So that was one of my biggest fears. My other fear was that um, we were not going to be able to get services for him because ADA services in our area sometimes has a five-year-long waiting list. Um, not, so, with, not with Big Mama right <laughs> here, boy. So that was another fear. Um, I was just, just all fear of all the stereotypes, like, you know, everything he does, people just having a big label on his head autism. When he goes to school, he'll have an IEP, um, individualized education plan, you know, teacher treatment. All those fears came through my head. And, you know, people looking at him when they talk to him and they, because when he's three, so I'll tell y'all about our experience at Disney World, right? So this most recent time I went to Disney World, everybody has to wear masks, right? So Princeton, you know, he's not going to do anything he doesn't want to do. So they were trying to force him when we went through initially to get screened to wear a mask and I'm like he's not gonna wear a mask and the security guard whatever he was he kept saying he has to wear a mask or he can't come in and I'm like he's not gonna wear a mask he won't he has autism and he just looked at me with a stone face like he could give zero fucks okay your kid can't come in because he won't wear a mask and so like those type of things I'm fearful of like 
them trying to tell Princeton, hey, you have to wear masks. He doesn't understand what you're saying. And you try to put it on his face, he's going to pull it right off. I mean, thankfully, we got in and no other problems. Of course, he didn't wear a mask. But, you know, it's, it's those type of situations that made me very fearful. So I, that was my initial thought. But thankfully, <laughs> Mr. Prince Blue has retired. So all the things I know we needed to do to get him the most help that he needed, we would be able to do together because it is a, it's a huge commitment and a lot of work involved in all the services that he needs. So what did you want to talk about? Um, pretty much this, um, any type of services with Princeton. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes, guys. Here he comes. Right Princeton. Oh, okay. No, Any type of services with um, it requires a lot of time, a lot of driving, a lot of dedication. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know it's weird how God works because mm -hmm. it wouldn't have been able to work if I was still um a police officer because um it, it just takes time. Like to give you an example, his ABA therapist comes from eight to eight AM to one PM five days a week. Then he has speech and OT um every Friday. Mm -hmm. So can't work twelve hour, ten hour shift and then get up and then do that. You know, so it just worked out that way and um it just takes a lot and Far as the label thing, I was never worried about him being labeled because I actually want him to be labeled because I want people to understand and know that you have to have a different approach. Now, for now, like when we're in a restaurant or something and he's having a fit, I don't expect people to be like, hey, he's autistic. That's why he's having a fit. You know, but you ain't going to stare at my fucking child. Like, you know how some people like, especially people without kids who don't quite understand. They're like, they give the, your kid that. Why can't they? Um, Why can't they shut up? Look, or why can't you shut that kid up? Look, listen, they get one look because whenever a kid does an outburst, you automatically look because you don't want to know what's going on. That's your one look. The second look, I'm gonna ask you: Do you have a problem, or do you have a question? But I, I that's the one thing I I won't say disagree with my wife, but I understand her fears. But it's okay for somebody to be like, it's not like they're labeling him uh, a pervert or something like that. They're labeling him that he has certain needs that are different than everybody else, so you have to approach him differently. So I have I have absolutely no um I have no issue with um them labeling him because I want him to get the right services. We've all been there. Sometimes kids get way to the twelfth grade and they're dyslexic. I still remember the episode of the Cosby show when Theo was getting C's and D's and they couldn't understand. He got way to college and they found out Theo has been dyslexic the whole time. That's why he was he wasn't as smart as the other Huxable kids. He had dyslexia. And that's what I that's why I don't mind my son being labeled because I want him to get the best um services possible. So 
far as labeling, I had no issue with that. Um, so that, that's I, where I stood on that. I think the reason why I worry also so much about it is because, so I had a background working with children with special needs. So I could, I, I see a different perspective of it. Um, and it just really bothered me. So I had to get past my own, my own fears based upon my own experiences and working in the field. So I would say, I know God does work in mysterious ways because in all, <laughs> all the jobs had Services that he gets that Prince is talking about that is from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday to Friday um, is, hold on, maybe here comes the superstar. He's sleepy, y'all. So he's gone. Hey, son, we're talking about you. We're talking about you. Oh, okay, hold on, Princess. We'll call you. You want to say hey? Princess, you want to say hey? No? Okay. Okay. You want to just say okay? Okay. All right. He is a daddy's boy. So what ABA services are is applied behavior analysis. So, um, you know, I mentioned that they typically have a five um, year wait list is because it's usually one staff person that's dedicated to your child. And it takes a long time for them to find that person, train that person and get them prepared for the services. So what they typically do is they come into your home and they work with the goals that you have for, for your child. So, um, for example, we have difficulty getting Princeton to brush his teeth. It, like if you if we want Princeton to brush his teeth, we have to almost hold him down. Dad holds him down and I have a toothbrush. And it's very traumatic because he, he wants no parts of it. He's, his, he's very sensitive in that area. Um, we have difficulty trying to potty train Princeton, we have multiple failed attempts because number one, communication is key. So if I'm like, Princeton, you know, go to the bathroom, he, he won't understand that. So we can send him on the potty, no matter what we do, he's he's not gonna wanna do it. So we need help in that area. Um, they also, you know, work with him with communication. So he has like this, um, this like communication board where it has pictures of all his favorite things and if he wants something they want him to want him to point at that thing so versus him crying like he is now and us not understanding what's wrong he would be able to point like i need cuddles i need um you know love or something like that if he wants his milk you'll be able to point to you know the cups and so that we would know he wants milk if he wants to go outside on a trampoline he will point to that versus him crying and that's not understanding so that's <laughs> that's part of what ABA is. And so Princess, get his cup out the refrigerator, please. Um and so hey hey Tammy. And so that's mainly um what ABA is. They they're in your and so what they do is he probably has 30 goals. I mean, I may be exaggerating a little bit, but he has a lot of goals. And so they run um behavior analysis on those goals. So they, you know, try to see how many times he's able to do that goal. And over time, you know, um, hopefully he's able to master it. So they just keep trying with a lot of patients and, you know, working with him on that. So with potty training, what we started doing 
is for one for one hour he goes to the potty once every hour so even if he sits on the potty for 50 seconds that's great and then um we move past that what's the matter you want mama no no nope. <laughs> you want your meal what's wrong he's just still sleepy okay meal he's still sleepy okay, okay. see y'all getting it live right? <laughs> Right now, I don't know what's wrong. What, what is wrong? You don't want milk? What's the matter? Okay. Um, hopefully, we're able to get him calmed down soon. And so that's mainly what a what ABA is. So that goes into so he has so that goes into us talking about like the services how difficult it can be to get them. So based upon our experience with a with trying to get ABA services. Once he got the diagnosis, we got a call basically saying like, hey, um, we can't find any ABA um, services in your area that will accept your insurance. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, nobody will accept your insurance. So we have a very major insurance carrier, right? The major insurance carrier I happen to also work for um, full time. And so when I'm hearing them say nobody will accept your insurance, I'm like, that's funny because I'm looking at the people that our insurance company is in network with, I don't understand why you're saying they won't accept our insurance. So the lady went back and forth with me. She was like, we can do it. We can find anybody to accept it. Maybe you can apply for Medicaid or Medicaid didn't get on the wait list. I'm like, no, there is ABA providers who will accept our insurance. I was like, send, and I called her back and was like, hey, send referrals to this place, this place. She was like, but they won't accept your insurance. She kept Literally, I spent all day going back and forth with this lady, her telling me what my insurance company would not do. So that's when I really say that you have to be your own advocate, because if you're not, you can sit back and just take that person's word and assume that you can't find services for your child. So just be your own advocate. Know, know who's in network with your insurance company, whether that's a um, private insurance company or a Medicaid. Know, who, know who's in network. And if you need help with that, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you with that. So once we got past that hurdle, um, we found a ABA company that was able to accept our insurance and the copay is very reasonable. And they were able to come out and, you know, assess him and get his services started pretty much right away. So we got the diagnosis in Oct late October, almost November. They came out um, I would say like November to do the assessment by December, he was receiving services five days a week, 30 hours a week. Um, and he started out with a, oh, he's still crying. I was Prince was here to hear this part. So he started out with a, um, an awesome ABA therapist who we call Mr. Mike. Absolutely amazing. I, I've shared some pictures with you all of him. Um, you know, he had dreads. African-American male in this field. I thought that was so awesome. And he really connected with Princeton. Princeton connected with him instantly. And he, you know, he was even able to get Princeton. Um, when Princeton wants somebody to pick him up, you know, he usually pulls at your shirt and pulls your shirt down. And that's how we know that you want, he wants to be picked up. But Mr. Mike kept saying, say, uh, 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 uh. and Princeton <laughs> was able to say, uh, 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 uh. So 
So that to me is huge progress. And I've showed, and this is, he's only started since December, right? So I've showed, I've showed y'all pictures of him sitting in shoes, you know, him wearing shoes outside has always been a big thing. He will always take them off and he's wearing shoes much longer too. So those are just some small, some small things that we've noticed already with ABA. Of course, the potty training is another thing. So it's, it's, it's amazing. So Mr. Mike did a great job um, with Princeton. Percy, can you come back or? Yeah, I'll be back. Okay. Um, and so, real time, we're <laughs> real time we're So, the unfortunate part of this whole um, the ABA services that has happened within the last week or so is um, Mr. Mike had to unfortunately leave us um, due to some major health concerns. So, he is no longer Princeton's ABA therapist. <sighs> And it has been, it was devastating. Quite honestly, I cried because Princeton was You know so, that she cried. Princeton was so close to Mr. Mike. He connected with him instantly. It is really hard to break a child who has autism. It's really hard to break their routine. Um, so when Mr. Mike told us that he had to leave um, due to health concerns, we, we cried. I cried. I was so sad. Um, because I was afraid of Princeton getting um, used to someone else. And so, sorry, here. What's wrong, son? What's the matter? Gonna give him the full gamut. <sighs> He's such a good boy. He's such a good boy, y'all. Um, and so, that has been hard. So, Mr. Mike's last day was last Thursday. Um, and we, the ABA company was so awesome. They instantly got right on it um, and were able to find Princeton a new technician to come out. Um, and her name is Miss Tiffany. She's also, she's African-American female. She has an 11 year old autistic son of her own. And, it's, and she's amazing too. She, um, we're so blessed to be able to find somebody so quickly. Um, she does bubbles outside where Princeton, she does it all. So we're really happy to have her a part of our family too. So this is her first week starting with us. Um, and Princeton seems to, um, I don't know, maybe you have to walk around again. Um, well, you walk around. Princeton seemed to really catch on with her really quickly. What's the matter with it? I'm out with it. Mama, baby, who did it? Tell mama, who did it? Who wants to make me do this? All that damn baby talk. That's why I ain't light skin. See how, see how much coddling light skin people need? What is it? What mommy do? Can mommy do it better? Whatever. I bet you Wesley Snipes wasn't coddled. The opposite. Anyway, but um, ABA, one thing about it, like, at first, you know, we're all we all have our things where we're like, <laughs> I can't leave y'all light skins alone because y'all need too much. Y'all high maintenance, high maintenance. But um, at first I was like, so pretty much you about to we about to pay a stranger to come here and play. Like, well, shit, I'm doing the wrong thing. But it's so much more that goes into it and all the studies and analytics and and theories and things that they have to do is if I have a newfound respect for it, you kind of too. Auntie, that's not true. 
I was raised in the streets. Y'all spoiled him rotten on Christmas. I mean, sometimes I, was, I want to send him back. I was he's, raised he's a, in the streets. Is, I'm trying really? to raise him the same way I was raised. Like, really? I had to get up like at five really? and trim the hedges. You ain't have to do nothing. Your, your dad brought you everything under the sun. Listen. You're spoiled. <laughs> this ain't about me. It's about Princeton. But one thing that I found out about um, autism was it's it's earning. It doesn't stop. It's no, it's no cure. It's no pill. It's no alright, you're healed. It's it's life. I, I even um, Shantae, she's not in here, but she was a part of a big uh, group, a group of um, that was talking about autism, things of that nature. And it was a police officer on. And one of the questions was, how do you deal with um, people um, when you deal with people with special needs, mainly autism? And the police officer was he was saying some generic answer. And then the guy that asked him was like, well, nah, that's not it. You know, he started giving them percentages and how you should approach and blah, blah. And then afterwards, I was like, yo, Shantae, like that guy was really grilling the hell out of that police officer. And she was like, yeah, he's a college professor and he's 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 autistic. <laughs> and that reminded me that you can, you can function in society um, being autistic. There are some highly functional autistic superhuman beings out there that's doing their thing. And one thing also I've learned about um, people with autism, they never have a bad day. Well, at least it don't seem like it to me. Like they're always smiling. They never complain. They're always, you know, happy to see you or happy to do something and when like when Princeton smiles or when he laughs at something it's the best thing on earth and that's why we continue to try to give him what he um what he likes because we like for him to we like that emotion that he shows and we want to keep that going for as long as possible um but like my wife was saying that the services and everything that you get, that's that's key. And we realize that a lot of people are either not getting the services or they don't want the services. And that's why uh, also I wanted to touch on. And it's it's not just the black community, but it's all communities. But I can only speak for my community. We have this thing to where. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with my son. There's nothing wrong with my daughter. I don't want people in my business, blah, 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 blah. But I'm just going to be real because this is, this, is, this is real time with Prince Blue. Um, you be wanting to be people in your business when you be wanting other types of services. And by services, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like when you want food or when you want money and all that other crap. Like you want people in your business then. But if it's something that can help your child survive, uh, there it is, y'all. There's the noise. Uh, well, I want to turn back this here because we've gotten in the past. Uh, we've gotten a lot of people who 
gave us a hard time about my okay. son's hair. Right. Well, I want to finish talking about the oh, services. Sorry. Make sure you get the services that you need. It's there. It's free. All you have to do is sign up, get on the waiting list. Like, why not try to put your children in the best possible position to succeed? Um, that's my kick on that. But my wife wanted to get into the hair. Um, since Prince has since Princeton has been born, he's had long hair and um his hair has gotten incredibly long. It's like down to his, to the middle of his back. Um, and we we would just let it before we got it locked up. We would just let it do whatever it it would do, and um, we would constantly get um, we would constantly get comments like. Um, why don't you cut his hair? Or he's two years old, you're supposed to cut his hair. You're gonna, um, why don't you cut his hair? He's two years old, cut his hair, cut his hair. And we was like, no, his hair is an extension of who he is. He's free spirited, he likes to do um, different things, he likes to do a lot of things. Um, so we would we wouldn't cut his hair so finally we made the decision that we were going to lock it up because one thing with locks is there there's no locks are the same each lock everybody's locks grow to the spirit of that person or the personality of that person and um at first people was like yo he's too young he's too young but we we decided that locking his hair was the best thing because number one he's not going to let us touch his hair. I have to physically hold him to get his hair done. Um, so you know that just gives you. We have to hold him to get his teeth, his uh, have his uh, brush his teeth and to have his hair um done. And I think locking his hair was the best thing that best decision we could have made because. It really speaks to who he is and how he's going to grow as a man. And shout out to um, Karate Mark. He was, um, he was, he he was. It was a white guy. He he loves his hair. He loved it, loved it, loved it. So he said he gets the power from his hair. And then my wife was like, "Yeah, like in the Bible." And he was like, "Yeah, Samson. Call him Baby Samson." And since then, it's it sticks because you know that's just um who he is um everything that princeton does is unique to him and his autistic journey like terry's in here the onesie like he still wears onesies he's three years old like we have to we have to make sure we buy onesies i mean he buses through them all the time but we keep <laughs> buying them um because that's what he loves to wear and it's really easy and it keeps him away from his special purpose. Um, because <laughs> that's what Paul was talking about. If he doesn't wear a onesie, he's gonna be all in his pants. And I know that's typical boys, um, but he's really whoa, 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 whoa. He's really that is all, not typical boys. Grown ass men. Um, always in their pants if he has the opportunity. So, you know, that's one of the reasons for the that. onesies. And then like he really likes really firm um touches. Can how do I? Well, it on him. Mm -hmm. He likes <laughs> guys. He's he's writing on my iPad, so he's like, but he really likes really firm 
um, squeezes and touches. So like if I was like do this to his face, like most kids like, hey, get off my face, but. Princeton Matter of fact, Aunt Wayne in here, he like he'll like to squeeze your hand. Yeah. I remember the first time he tried to do that. I was just like, he tried to bite me. He tried to bite me. I was like, he's no, not. He was trying to bite me. He's not trying to bite you. He's he, he's trying to squeeze your hand and let mm -hmm. you know, uh, let you know how he's feeling. Mm -hmm. But um, that's just some of the things that you get with um autism and like guys we're, we weren't going to bore you with all the technical stuff because you can read that online we just wanted to give you our experience how we deal with it in our journey because everybody's journey is different like on the internet they could tell you hey he does this and he does that but our son doesn't do everything that's on it. And that's why we had a hard time because at first it was he had sensory disorder because he has some things with sensory disorder, then he has something with autism. So, you know, we were back and forth, but finally now that we got the diagnosis, and every day it's a new power. Um, like, what's the latest one he got, he received? Um, I mean, he has so many. I don't know which one would be the latest one. I mean... Well, what's some of the powers he has? Uh, like what the things he likes, like water or no, no sense of danger. Right. Um, he can run so fast. He can run very fast. I mean, like his mom be trying to grab him, like, like it be like this much area, and she can't grab him. And she be like, "Come on, Prince, it's time for your diaper." He be like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh." He be he be giving her like that Barry Sanders juke. Um, he's very strong. Um, he's very light skinned. <laughs> he has white teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, he has long hair. Um, he loves crunchy foods. Mm -hmm. Oh, and let me tell you something. Like you can't fool him. <laughs> like if we try to give him a cup in the dark, like he'll know that's not his cup. Like he'll be like, that's not the right color. Take it back downstairs. Okay, what power did he get on December 21st? What happened December 21st? Terry, what happened December 21st? You got to remind me. Oh, my aunt said, is he learning sign language? Yes. Um, they're teaching him that at speech. Um, he rubs his tummy now if he wants milk. So he'll be like, milk. If, if he wants milk, he'll rub his tummy. Um... But some things he just doesn't want to do. So they do try to get him to sign a lot of speech. He absolutely doesn't want to, but he will rub his tummy. So they try to get him to say more or, oh, sorry, more. Oh, oh the black solstice? Well, he already had his power. So on the 21st, he was pretty much looking at everybody else like, what took you so long to get yours? I already got mine. <laughs> so he's he's had his powers for before the... uh black solstice but um that's that's pretty much yeah i would say it. so i one the some of the stare i guess like some things i would say especially in the black community um the things that people typically do say with kids who are not diagnosed like oh they're just real or they just bad as hell or oh, oh yeah. like type of things like that so instead of recognizing that hey i wonder why my kid only eat certain things or I wonder why my kid doesn't like to come to other kids or I wonder why my kid isn't talking or things like that just being aware of those things like 
yes, he does have very particular ways, and you know, it may seem to some people like he's, he's bad, but no, that's a part of his superpowers. Like, if things are not done a certain way every day, it completely sends him a sensory overload, and then he, he starts locking his body up, like you've seen multiple videos of that, where he will. He won't want to do what you want him to do, and he just completely locks up, and he starts crying and all that stuff. So those are like just some of the things that if you if you didn't if we didn't get him diagnosed, people will look and say, oh, maybe they should do this or that that, that with their with their child. He's not bad. He has superpowers. Your grandma and your aunt is in the chat, <laughs> uh, Princeton. Hi, mom. He's like I'm princess ass. Are you two learning the sign also? Of course. Of course I'm learning. I already know how to sign up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> nah. But um, pretty much they teach you to do this more. Uh, rub the stomach more. Um, he said up the other day. Um it's a, it's a learning process. Um, I'm trying to um, get it. Um, I'm trying to get it down pat. So, but what I'm the first couple weeks or month, I guess at ABA, they want me to keep my distance because if I'm around, he won't pay attention to the ABA therapist. So I got to pretty much stay upstairs. But we're gonna start doing some more things together once she gets him into a routine like now we're going to start next week every hour he has to um sit on the potty and i have to um put him on the potty so um we're doing that um we're start doing that i did it yesterday like she was so amazed how i put him on the pot for some reason i kid you not i don't know if it's a a, a boy thing he gives the lady so much trouble they be like, I try to change him. I try to put him on the toilet. I just grab him, lay him down. He lays there. I change him. Or I put him on the potty. He sits there. I don't understand what it is about um, boys, but I guess. But um, it, it's going to be it's going to be a journey, and it's something that we're going to embrace, and we can't wait to. Um, keep going and see what's next with uh Princeton and we just wanted to share that aspect um with you with you like I said we weren't going to bore you with all the technical stuff and we knew it was a football game and stuff like that so we just wanted to um keep it to an hour ma he doesn't give you a hard time because you be on the phone <laughs> and he know he could just lay with you and you're not gonna bother him you're not gonna ask him to get the remote or anything like that. So, um, you want to say anything? Oh, so Acacia's asking, like, as far as being put on the wait list for assistance, so if you do run into an issue where they say, hey, we can't find a place to accept your insurance, or they do find a uh, um, ABA um, place that will accept your insurance, but they have a wait list, so you can call yourself. Call so you can tell them you want to be added to the wait list. You can send over your child's um, medical information and evaluation to that place yourself and add yourself to the wait list. Or most pediatrician offices, they can help you with that process as well. So um, 
I, I would say just start there, like, you know, asking the pediatrician office, what can they do to help you? And if you get a lot of resistance, you know, look at whatever insurance carrier that you have, see who's in network with them, call those places yourself and find out for yourself if they have a wait list and how long it is. Don't just stay confounded in your county, look on other counties as well, because a lot of those therapists will travel to you too. So, um, so we're in, we're now in Cabarrus County. We were in Mecklenburg County. So um, Cabarrus County wait list is a little bit shorter. So just, you know, be your own advocate. That's what I would say. That was what was most um, helpful to me. But there were signs, don't you think? Yeah, we talked about all of the signs um, in regards to, like, the things that we noticed immediately with Princeton as far as, like, um, food, um, aversion, like him not wanting to eat certain foods and only um, sticking to one thing, lack of eye contact, um, lack of, um, you know, talking as, you know, with what he's supposed to be doing at, at this age um, and things like that. So I, I, his dad is something kind of different too. I always tell friends, I know it's him, you know, because definitely, because so autism is genetics mainly, so it does um, come from genetics. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Prissy, you are very, very. First of all, <laughs> you and your brother, uh, would you, would y'all stutter or some shit? Like, whatever, you And me and my brother both did speech, right? So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so they always ask, was there any I speech was delay? reading, <laughs> I was reading the Britannica when I was like 10 months old. <laughs> Right, I, I I did go to speech until I was about in fifth grade. So uh, I still have my aunt <laughs> has a bachelor's in English. My mother has a bachelor's in uh, criminal justice. Let's not let's not compare lineage okay, here. Let's not. Okay, anyway, yeah. So let's not um, Anyway, so yeah, it is it is genetic. So uh, that is part of it. So we always joke like, which side did they come from? Um, but I would say Kristen has a combination of both of us. Like, I'm very particular about things. I'm very OCD-ish about things. And Prince is very Prince. Y'all already know. I, I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be raining and snowing outside. I wouldn't care. Is it raining Your on my couch? Free, I could have got you a check. <laughs> she probably did. That's why I don't get no taxes now. I probably owe back money. But before we get ready to get off, does anybody have any questions? Yeah, we got about five minutes for questions. Yeah, and while we're waiting on y'all's questions, we have someone. So the other part of having a child with autism is it does seem as if we are focusing our attention a lot on on Princeton. And that could be really hard for our other two children. Um, they may not verbalize it, but they do kind of show, especially Princess, that she wants to have this. Like she's in my peripheral right now walking <laughs> back and forth because I don't know why she got a new doll today and she think that this is a YouTube channel. This is not Ryan's toys or anything like that. Yeah. Like she, she doesn't understand that this is not the show for that. Yeah. But yes, I do. you do you do have to be careful mm -hmm. with how you balance your time between the children mm -hmm. um, and let them know that they're all special in their unique way mm -hmm. and that they all get their, their time. 
Um, so, um, come on here, girl. <laughs> she really wants to come over here and show y'all her toys. Hold on. Come on, come on. See this why this your right time. Here, see, okay. right there. Show show them your, your your doll. Okay, tell everybody about your doll. So I really love it so much. Stop I laughing so much. Just talk. I really love it so much, and I act like she's amazing, and I like cleaning it, and I have to like play with the guy, but we're about to get a step forward. Okay, what's your baby's name? Hold her up so we can see her. Bella. Yeah, this is Bella, and 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 Mama's the grandma. You already told me I'm the grandma, and Daddy is the. I ain't grandpa. shit. <laughs> yeah, I ain't. I ain't. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I have an issue with baby dolls, but that's another show. That's another whole different thing. Shits ain't harmless. Oh, y'all leave my baby. So Princess wants the one of everybody to see her baby, her baby Bella. Yeah, so everybody say hey to Bella, which I'm really excited about because Princess typically does not like playing with baby dolls. So anything else you want to say, baby? Well, I got some more. Okay, okay, more well, well, that's it. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm but um, that's pretty much it, everybody. We appreciate you spending the time with us. I Can know it was going to be hard. Um, well, wait. I knew it was going to be hard. You know, the football game and stuff like that is on. Princeton, right there, last time. Um, Princeton, say everybody's here for you because we're talking about you, son. Okay. Okay. Um, um, thank everybody for listening. Um, thank you for being here for my show when we talk about funny stuff and also when we talk about um, real stuff and real issues. Um, that's what I'm going to continue doing. And thank you all for joining me. And please keep keep it up. Keep supporting me. Please make sure you download and subscribe to my podcast so you can listen to it anytime you want. Um, I have a whole bunch of stuff. I have so many ideas, everybody, and I wouldn't be able to keep doing this if you want to support it. Um, thank you for understanding, uh, I guess, uh, my social media um, uh, break when you know I was going through some things mentally. So, I'm still not all the way back, but I will get there eventually. But it's just something I had to do just to focus more on Princeton and everything else and my own health. And thank you for understanding because as much as I am a goofball and all that other stuff, I do go through things. And I can admit that sometimes my humor and my comedy is just a way to for me to um, yeah, it's a defense mechanism. So instead of me just dealing with the issue ahead, I'd rather joke about it and laugh about it. But then when I'm by myself, I'm really in my own head. So thank you guys for understanding that. I appreciate it. Uh, honey, you got anything to say? Um, thank you guys for listening. Of course, this isn't the end of it. <laughs> Princeton is really stimming. This is the term stimming. When he makes the same... Um, it means that he's very stimulated and he likes what he's doing so what he's doing right now is he has my iPad and he's drawing on it and as you know we don't let him have any pens or anything because he'll draw all over the wall so he's really excited um, 
So our plan is to eventually, hopefully, if we can, launch a YouTube channel um, to kind of give you all daily. Oh, you too, Kimmy. Uh, to give you all daily up updates. Um, and if we don't, we'll just, you know, make the videos daily and post them on our social media because this is real life and uh, managing of Princeton is is hard. So um, we appreciate all of y'all's support. The grandparent. The grandparents are awesome when they're able to come. Um, they're here. They're with him. They give give him all the love and attention that he needs. And we would not be able to do this without our village support, aunts, uncles, all those things. Um, husbands, my parents, like he has a whole army of people who knows exactly what yes. he loves and, and make sure that he has those things like his guy mom brought him a whole bunch of onesies for Christmas and we greatly appreciate it although his foot's already um, broke out of all of them but we're grateful for that uh, when God love her she'll buy him bags and bags and bags and bags, and bags. <laughs> Or whatever, minutes, or whatever you know? he's okay, okay, or whatever he's on, whether it's Doritos, cheeses, whatever the case is. Mimi buys him all of the um puzzles and things that he loves. Um, pop pop buys and whatever. It, it just we have a bunch of support guys, and we're grateful for it. And we are so glad that you all um are here listening and supporting us. They were here listening, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm Take a breath. <laughs> Y'all have to live with this. Y'all don't feel bad for me. Y'all don't feel bad. I have to. I, I can never stay mad at him because he's always. I love you. Always anyway, okay. this has been Real Town Prince Blue, and I appreciate you all. Um, thank you for listening. Hey, make sure y'all subscribe for all y'all that be listening. Y'all don't be subscribed. Shut up, Terry. <laughs> Um, Kimmy, don't start. Listen, y'all knew what y'all got into. Like, listen, like this is whole time. Oh my girl, my nephew's autistic now, seventeen, but diagnosed at three and a half, and it's such a beautiful journey. You have my love and support. Thank you, tiny, beautiful kids. You got to like. First of all, this is the best thing about social media is everybody in here. I've known you for at least over a decade, and to see all you, look at Princeton's artwork. If you want to sell it, you can. If you want to buy it, you can get it now for five prices of ninety nine ninety five. That's that's his artwork, y'all. But <laughs> anyway, um, thank you all. I love you all. Uh, thank you for supporting us. Um, we're gonna go enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy MLK. I know the black people is just a day off. <laughs> it's the white get my people. I don't know what it is to you. Enjoy MLK. We're out. This is the blues. This is um, Real Time Prince Blue. And we're out. See y'all. Bye. Bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye.